What the hell? What the hell? What the hell is up? What the- Hi! And welcome to this new experimental podcast of mine. My name is Claire, and I'm here to ask the tough questions in life. Such as, what the hell is up? With you? With me? With the world? With those crazy vegan YouTubers out there on the web? This podcast is a plight for me to be more honest and to put something out there that might be an encouragement to others. I'm keen on honesty and authenticity, yet I have somewhat learned to hide. So I hope that each podcast episode will allow me to get more comfortable in sharing out about my journey. Topics which will be addressed include my journey of mental health struggles, self-esteem and self-worth, sexuality, and a whole slew of other potentially relevant tidbits of my story. Thanks so very much for tuning in to listen. Grab some coffee or tea and think of this as the coffee shop date of your dreams. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It is Sunday, December 9th. What the hell is up with the Christmas spirit? How the hell is your holiday going, everybody? Um, And what the hell is up with this Yuletide spirit that hopefully we're all kind of getting into? I just want to take this podcast to spend some time talking about Christmassy and holiday things. Um, And I don't know, just kind of like ask some questions about how to approach this season and maybe some of the difficulties that it can bring. I hope that your holiday season has been like filled with lots of joy so far and lots of coziness. And in the off chance that it hasn't been, well, rest assured that there's still time to cultivate the Christmas spirit and get along our merry way. <laughs> this this morning, I went to a random new church that I just found. I was excited to check out this new church. Didn't really know anything about it. It was an Episcopal church. I got to the church and it was really lovely and pretty in there during the whole service, like during the liturgy, during the sermon. There were kids like running around everywhere, which I don't know, I just found really like lovely and organic feeling with like all these like chipper little children running about but they they were supposed to put their shoes at the back of the sanctuary as the the reverend lady she started she started talking and she introduced this um well this saint bishop guy who was gonna give the whole sermon and in this very like theatrical way she was like saint nicholas St. Nicholas, where are you? And okay, now it just sounds really cheesy, but I I found it like kind of lively and fun because I don't know, you don't always get that in church. And this like St. Nicholas character emerged from the back back of the sanctuary and he's wearing like a bishop's outfit and this red bishop hat and has this like big full beard, even bigger than a Santa Claus beard in my opinion. And he walked up to the children sitting in in the front pews and he started telling them this whole story about like who he is as Saint Nicholas and all about how Saint Nicholas, um, way back when, about I think he said like 1600 years ago, was a saint who was very, very rich, but he, because of an inheritance, but then his parents died. And so he like devoted his life to following the command of Jesus to give to the poor and give to the needy and give to the sick and so basically he just was extremely generous and like lived humbly and gave all of his possessions away and specifically in church they were talking about how he like helped this man be able to provide a wedding for his daughters 
and he gave gold coins to them, but when he gave something to them, he gave it without anybody uh, knowing it was from him. And so it was sort of like an anonymous gift. And so, I don't know, it was all really inspiring about this this saint gent named Saint Nicholas. And maybe you've heard about this guy, but, well, I hadn't heard this story before. But the, the thing about the shoes was that on Saint Nicholas invited the children to leave their shoes at the back of the sanctuary because at the end of the service, their shoes would be filled with little treats and little presents and goodies from Saint Nicholas. And upon further research, I discovered that St. Nicholas's Day was actually on December 6th, but because it's today is Sunday, the second day of Advent, he was being celebrated in church. But in certain parts of the world, and maybe even your family celebrated this, little kids will put their shoes out to have St. Nicholas stuff, stuff the shoes with, with little gifts. And on the one hand, <laughs> maybe this is just like equally contributing to a gift-centric like idea of the holiday but i don't know i just really loved like that the church took this opportunity to talk about this saint who seems kind of forgotten and this kind of quirky tradition um that focuses more on the the generosity and the hum the humility that like the christmas season um should inspire and i imagine like with these shoes i mean you can't really fit that much in shoes, especially a child's shoes. Like, so I think, well, I would assume that these gifts are like pretty small little trinkets and candies and stuff. Um, the kids seemed really excited and I just thought it was, it was really precious. Um, I think, I don't know. I also just like really enjoyed it because I keep happening upon these, happening upon these random things that are so like holiday spirit invoking. And this holiday season, I was I kind of had this mindset of, I'm just, I'm really going to get into the holiday spirit this year. And I don't know, the universe has just like met me with all of these opportunities to do so, which is just kind of funny. <laughs> but a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, I also had the idea to have a podcast that kind of did touch on the reality of this season and the what the holiday can mean. And I don't know, I guess just some of the nuances of the holiday season in in my experience. So yeah, I'll, I'll just jump into that. When I look back to my experience with Christmas, honestly, I think about when I was a little kid, when I was like maybe, maybe a preteen or ages like 10 to 13-ish, I was always trying to figure out how to, and even beyond that age, even, well now even, kind of trying to figure out how to like invoke some spiritual feeling or ceremonial aspects of the holiday season because I don't know I was really bothered by some of the I guess mostly like the consumerism that does like afflict Christmas and I think I also just kind of was yearning for a more kind of like a default holiday tradition set that I could rely on which is interesting um, because like my family did decorations and we did like advent calendar and sometimes we went to church on Sundays which I think like church did provide a way to like remember a more a deeper sense of what the holiday was for and of course like watching Christmas movies and these things was was nice but I don't know and I think I appreciate all of those things now more 
I don't know why I was just maybe like a really critical kid and like things just didn't sit well with me sometimes <laughs> which did inspire like some goodness I guess like uh one year I ended up raising money for this organization and the best part about doing that during Christmas was that I got to get together some friends and go caroling door to door and like raised donations for this this organization and I don't know it was kind of like a quirky thing to do with friends but I totally recommend like if you have some musical friends getting out and caroling in like a random neighborhood some people get some people seemed really excited and then others were like this is weird (laughs) but like who hasn't ever kind of dreamt of seeing carolers at their door like that's that's freaking magical another another year I don't know how many I feel like this could have happened multiple times for some reason on Christmas morning I would I don't know I would just get this like feeling of anxiousness as like I approached kind of accepting gifts from my parents and I don't know if it was because subconsciously I just like really really wanted a certain gift and the prospect of being disappointed by not receiving what I wanted was anxiety inducing or but actually I don't know I just remember this sense of a being potentially disappointed by Christmas just not panning out to like fulfill some dream of Christmas being this like magical thing but also that sense of like even if I did receive a gift that I wanted would I feel like fulfilled on Christmas and maybe I just overthought this sometimes but I I don't know I remember a few Christmases like accepting gifts and just like wanting to cry and sometimes like crying on Christmas morning as I received things which I should have just like taken and been happy with but I think sometimes like receiving these gifts made me even more aware of this kind of longing for something deeper in Christmas or something more um and sometimes I don't know I would just get really frustrated or like kind of disheartened if something in the holiday plans didn't really pan out with like going to church or doing something like festive or I don't know I guess I just like really longed to focus on something something real about Christmas beyond the gift giving or receiving gifts and so yeah I don't know I think Christmas has always been kind of like a tricky a little bit of a, a tricky thing and also by the way if you don't celebrate Christmas maybe this could relate to your experience of like another holiday that you do celebrate in this season however I feel like from what I've gathered from some of these other holidays during Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, these other holidays during this season hopefully suffer less from like the debilitating (laughs) life-sucking aspects of Christmas because they are not riddled with the consumerism and the pressures that like mass media puts on Christmas to be something so perfect and magical and like pretty materialistic. I think I, I, I think I did long for some of those traditions that I saw in other cultures to be present in my own family's like practice of celebrating holidays. So I, I decided to reach out to people on the interwebs, um, Instagram. So if you responded to my little poll that I had going, thank you so much for your feedback. The results were somewhat surprising, but somewhat what I would have expected. I just asked some questions about Christmas and holiday-related matters. So I was honestly, like, fairly surprised to find out that... So I asked, I asked 
is the best time of Christmas the day of or the season leading up to? And 89% of people who responded agreed that Advent was the best time of the, the season, whereas 11% voted Christmas Day. And yeah, that kind of surprised me because I do feel like there is like still, even as like an adult, I feel like there tends to be a lot of anticipation for what Christmas morning will bring. <laughs> Maybe I'm just still a kid inside. But um, yeah, that kind of surprised me. And then I also asked about what the worst part of Christmas was. And kind of, I, I did kind of expect some of the responses that I got which were like gifts and the pressure of giving and receiving, the stress of the season, commercialism and the story of Santa Claus around it, um, people feeling the need to buy presents when really they could just be giving their time, um, ignorant family members is something someone threw out, which certainly any holiday can sometimes be tricky to navigate family matters. I also have to acknowledge that this season can be hard if if you don't really have like a go-to family to celebrate it with or um, family is like a difficult thing that doesn't really make the holiday season very warm. But yeah, someone else said, the pressure of buying gifts for others. Gifting is awesome, but it's still a lot of pressure, pressure to be a materialistic consumer. And someone else mentioned that everyone forgets about the savior, so Jesus, um, and only talks about the gifts when it's, well, I guess that's implying that it's supposed to be about Jesus. <laughs> and then my little sister said, people not seeing the benefits of Secret Santa, which is referring to this ridiculous dilemma that my siblings and significant others had with trying to decide if we should do like a sibling Secret Santa exchange or not. And we had this huge debate. We ended up arguing against it because we agreed it contributed to a materialistic attitude toward Christmas and none of us really have the money to spend <laughs> on people. And then when I asked like what is the best part about Christmas, people said finding warmth within yourself, family making an effort to get together, mimosas, people, family time, remembering the birth of Christ, having in the family around, the whole room smelling like cinnamon, the story of Advent, cozy warmth at home, having reason to do fun activities with friends and family. So those responses to me made a lot of sense that what everyone hopes for in this like season is really more about being able to spend time together and the warmth that comes with that. I think the tough thing about this season too is just there can be like a lot of expectation for it to feel really warm and to, to feel like the holiday spirit and maybe you can feel disappointed if it doesn't. But I think that there's like a few simple things that you can do to cultivate the holiday spirit despite the pressures of consumerism despite like the difficulties that might come with family i guess i kind of wanted to share some of my tips to have a hugelit christmas or a hugelit holiday season i don't know maybe like anything i really appreciate in life i think a lot of this does have to do with like the little things and maybe some of those being like little decorations or my friend gifting me some reindeer antlers and wearing those, a cozy Christmas sweater to wear around, and I'm sure you have like little things like that that you like to do during the holidays. But something that like I think is probably a big struggle for like a lot of us is what to do about this gift giving thing. Because 
like on the one hand you do want to show people you love them and I don't know I always feel overwhelmed with there's so many people I love but I can't get gifts for all of them so I'm gonna have to choose who I give gifts to and even then like I'm on such a tight budget right now how am I gonna how am I gonna really like make this a worthwhile Christmas <laughs> what I'm figuring out is that maybe if I can shift my expectations of Christmas gifts giving and receiving maybe that spirit of kind of changing the focus will catch on. So I decided this year to focus on handmade gifts, gifts that are secondhand or things I already own. And third is if I don't know what to get some something for someone, instead of struggling to find them something that they don't really need and might not care about, Instead, I'm going to choose like a charity or an organization that I think that they would appreciate and make a donation on their behalf and then let them know that that's what I, I did. And so seeking out some like charities that are doing good stuff or trying to uh, buy gifts through organizations that are donating something back in some way to me feels like a good like sustainable use of a gift. But I just thought of trying to go to the mall with limited financial resources and just like trying to figure out what the hell to get this one specific person. It just, it felt very, um, that stress felt relieved if I could instead like donate in their, in their honor for something that's gonna be really important for somebody else. I mean, I also think that like baked goods and the gift of time and proximity with loved ones like these are these are the things that that really make the holiday holiday spirit um spending some time like making christmas cards with people and gifting gifting those to people is so much more hoogalit than trying to buy an expensive gift or trying to feel find out the perfect gift for somebody cuz i i don't know i just i think you'd agree that that probably that kind of ruins like the christmas spirit of it and when i referred to my little book of hooga by make weeking there's like a whole chapter about Christmas being the most hoogaleg time of year. And it's also like during this book mentions that in Denmark in, De in uh, December, the days are so, so short that you might not even catch a glimpse of the sun. And I just think that like in winter, when it does get dark, especially here in Seattle, it also gets dark so early. Another important aspect of this season that I have kind of tried to lean into is whatever Christmas means to you I see it as an expression of love and hope and, and light in the world um, like whether you really celebrate Jesus's birth or not I think I think the point is to kind of embrace generosity and gift giving as like a means to cultivate light and hope in the world and this like idea of light in the darkness which Christmas kind of symbolizes does I think require like acknowledging the darkness that's in the world and I don't know if we can't really acknowledge the darkness then I, I think the Christmas spirit is even more superficial and even more vulnerable to being abused and just like belittled into this like consumerism and what I mean by like acknowledging the darkness is seeing the state of the world and like acknowledging the the blessings that are present in our life like I know I don't a few weeks ago I was really thinking a lot about the 
tear gas violence at the border of Mexico and I don't know just like sitting with like my privilege of never having in this kind of experience to f- be like fleeing a country and all that would go into somebody's decision to embark on that journey and then in- encounter this this violence and to me I feel like this like refugee crisis that our world is encountering is is truly like a an example of like the darkness of the world and the darkness of these times there's there's so many stories like that and I think lighting candles in this season and like giving a gift to somebody and like sharing love with family members is like hope inspiring because there is darkness in the world and I think the whole spirit of the season does kind of go along with my like love of huga that there like there is darkness and there is coldness but cultivating a huga lit christmas spirit is a way to counter that and we couldn't have like the light hope of the holiday season without acknowledging the darkness that's present i just i don't think this season should be about ignoring that which like also kind of I think could inspire like more gift giving to combat that darkness like instead of buying a material item for someone like why not donate to a a cause that's helping refugees somewhere or is doing activism for a cause that you support the the thing I love about having a hoogalit Christmas is it really is like about all of the simple things making a cup of tea in a Christmassy mug and enjoying that also like I would love to see the gift-giving aspects of Christmas extending throughout Advent instead of being all centered on this one one day. Um, and if we could give, like, acts of service and, and our time to one another, I feel like that would also just make this season, like, a lot more warm. I also have just been, like, having some curiosities about different aspects of Christmas that I've never understood. One of those was, like, what the hell is a Yule log and why do I keep thinking about them? And also, what the hell is Yule Tide? I googled Yule Tide and Google responded with me that Yule 2018 begins on Friday, December 21st and extends until January 1st. The peak of our Yule spirit will of course be during Yule, so if you're not in the Christmas spirit yet, don't worry, you have until December 21st to really get into the holiday spirit. And Yule Tide is just apparently an archaic term for Christmas. I was also curious about Mrs. Claus. Because as far as I know, Mrs. Claus only exists as the wife and helper of Santa. And the fact that this narrative is still the exact freaking same is aggravating as hell. But I mean, I guess I wouldn't expect this commercialized holiday to elevate the status of Mrs. Claus and her potential beyond being Santa's female counterpart that stays back while he takes on the world and gives gifts to children and gets all the credit despite the fact that she's the one probably emotionally supporting him and carrying the domestic burden of caring for others Uh, so we're just gonna throw that one out there and and not talk about it anymore (laughs) something came up on my youtube feed from this guy trey kennedy and i don't know if anyone's heard of trey kennedy i've never watched any of his, his videos and a lot of them tend to be I don't know, making a lot of jokes based off of, like, gender stereotypes, which is what he's exactly doing in this video called Girls During Christmas Season Be Like. (laughs) Despite the fact that he is, like, just capitalizing on the stereotypes of, like, girls during Christmas, I found this video hilarious. (laughs) 
maybe because like I have caught myself doing a few of these things like there's this one part where he's like dancing ridiculously to Christmas music and as soon as I was able to I was turning on Justin Bieber's like mistletoe and dancing around to it (laughs) which I'm like not even ashamed to say because I had fun oh he talks about like girls wanting to bake stuff and there's this one part where he's like let's make oreo balls and (laughs) my sister and I have seriously been like into these this vegan baking stuff which is just it resembled that to me and I don't know just all of these things that he was playing off of like just made me laugh because they spoke to like the typical things that we go to to invoke the holiday spirit and kind of just how superficial they really are but also like how fun they are and you know that is okay everybody in an effort to cultivate simple happy hygge christmas vibes i'm super blessed to include this song by a seattle band called handsome and gretel this is merry merry christmas and handsome and gretel is a husband and wife duet merry christmas merry merry christmas to you Um, I am absolutely loving this opportunity to podcast and I have a lot more ideas um, but in order to do that I need to upgrade my SoundCloud account to a pro account I need to raise a little bit of money so I'm launching a Kickstarter and on this Kickstarter I'm gonna have different pledge amounts that if you pledge like a little bit of uh, some donation I'll gift you something small but something filled with hygge vibes and my love and gratitude. As this podcast comes out, I'm going to be launching my Kickstarter and I'll place a link in my Instagram account, which is clarybear101, <laughs> so that hopefully I can keep this going. So thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in to listen to this Hoogalit Christmas podcast. Sending you all the warm Hoogalit holiday vibes. Peace and love. Peace and love.